strikes, a man at first two down. Red Sox lead 6-2 in the last of the ninth. One strike away from a win. In there for strike three, and the Red Sox win it. They win on opening day 6-2 here in Cleveland. Fittingly on a strikeout by Kimbrell. Welcome back, everybody. It's officially baseball season. Today, two best hosts, Colin and Ryan, are here with you. Connor decided he was going to go off on some trip in New York City, and Josh likes to do this sport where he runs a lot. So it's you and I today. Today's show is brought to you by Ideal Wheels. We are the ideal place for your wheels. It's also a ride to keep you satisfied. I liked our slogan a lot better than theirs. Hey, they, uh, they're, they're turning it around. They're turning it into one of the biggest bike manufacturers Endicott College has ever seen. So, good for them. Too bad nobody cares about bike manufacturers. Let's get right into it. Great week so far. Baseball started, although the weather kind of stinks. Woo! Opening day was canceled that first day. I was really depressed. I had an accounting test. Came out. The first thing I saw was the game was postponed. Wasn't very happy. I wonder what that does to David Price. Nothing. But, like, what do you think it does to his, like, mental preparation? Oh, it kills it. Totally kills it. But oh, oh, we're being told we need to turn it up. Turn it up, huh? Oh, oh we're also presented to you by Standing Room Only, um, where you go in, you stand in the Standing Room Only section. I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, that was kind of dumb. Uh, he has no slogan. He needs to come up with a slogan. No, they all do. Listen, Connor, we know you're listening. You're we're business one. majors. We know what's key. Let us help you out. Everyone keeps telling us to speak up. Let's go. Why? Who just told you to speak up? Everybody. Everybody's telling you? It was too loud before. I thought, yeah, wow, okay. I guess we're just cool people. I guess, wow. We actually have listeners. <laughs> Woo! Already doing better. Wow, we're testing. We're just testing everybody out. He'd love our help. Great. Connor, text us. We know how to help you out. The texting line is now open. For all those that want to text in our, about our takes, this is just like your normal radio show. Yeah, probably won't answer you right away, but just text us in anyway. Let's get right we'll into it now. Now that we're a couple minutes in, uh, first opinions on David Price. I just want to hear him. Let, uh, it, let it all out here. I was really, really, really unsure at first, uh, but I did the math last night after you did the math. loss. I know, right? Business doing math. Wow. But uh, the Red Sox are on pace to win 32 games. Um, simply because David Price is going to only win all 32 games. What, ha- what about your boy Kelly there? I forgot. that I didn't realize he was the number three, so with him being the number three, my Maybe take 40? has now changed. Uh, we're going to go with 50 wins because get- Joe Kelly's going to get 18. Okay. All right, so but I want opinions just on Porcello's David Price. Porcello's getting no wins. I want your opinions just on David Price's opening day outing. Uh, I mean... For him to come in and have 10 Ks, yeah, 10, 10 strikeouts Ks, yep. over six, six innings and only give up two earned. Yeah, his line, six yeah, innings pitched, right five hits, two runs, two earned, two walks, 10 strikeouts. I mean... Dude, you can't ask for anything more. The The last guy to make his debut with the Red Sox on opening day was in 1998, and he goes by the name of Pedro Martinez. So, I mean, if he can keep going in terms of keeping in his name in that company, I think... I think all the money we spent on him may be worth it. I mean, it's obviously too early to tell. 
it's game one, we still got to see game we got a two, game three, 158, game four. 100. Exactly. Got a lot of he's, he's got another 30 starts left in him. I mean, we also got to see him, you know, towards the playoff push. We got to see him in Boston in a Boston uniform. So, I mean, he's always pitched well at Fenway Park when he came in here with all the other AL East teams he played for, except the Yankees, like the only team he didn't play for. Um, but overall, I think it was very impressive. I think that. You know, the more and more I watch him in terms of his interactions with the fans, his interactions via social media, uh, his TV cameos, his interviews, things like that. Well, have you that. seen the commercial with his dog? It's going to get so overplayed. It's but a great he, but, commercial, well, but it's going it, to get when overplayed. He, he, when he wants to play catch with the dog, but the dog does want old. nothing to do it. Yeah. Dude, I love that. I wish I was his dog. Dude, Astro, that's a – first of all, if my if – Was, was he was an Astros d- fan growing up? I know he grew up in Tennessee, but – was How he really I, an Astros fan? Dude, he couldn't be. The Astros were so bad. How, I, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. My, um, my, when I was watching him pitch, sometimes when I watch baseball, I get in like, the mind, like, I'm coaching baseball. Yeah, playing, no, I, it's and I get, hard like, for me to watch sometimes because I get too, I can't just watch it from a fan's perspective. Yeah, and so I get really p- particular on what they do, but uh, he was, we, all of his pitches were effective. Moving yes. in and out, change up, diving in, curveball, had some it, nice break to it. Fastball had a lot of giddy up on it. His third inning, I think it was, he came out and he threw something like seven straight balls. Yeah. And no, that second inning. Was it the second? Oh, he, was when he walked yeah, two yeah, when he walked yeah, two yeah. in a row. Uh, he threw seven straight, and I was getting a little nervous in terms of, like, what's he going to make for an adjustment? Because he wasn't making an adjustment. Making no adjustments. But then he came back and he struck out the next two guys. I exactly. Mean, that's what he did a lot of. Look at the fourth inning, too. That's when they got those two runs, the only two runs they got in the game. Still struck out two guys at it because he came back, got an athlete on the outside corner. I mean, that ump was living on the outside of the plate. That umpire was not very – his yeah. strike zone was very inconsistent. Well, not only was it inconsistent, but it was – It was very, a pitcher strike zone. Exactly. Very pitcher strike zone. And that's what Price was living on. Price was living on that outside corner, getting those strikes. All day. Getting out of the innings when he needed to. But another thing I took away was <clears throat> Tazawa still has forgotten his curveball. He, he can't seem to find it. The – I know we're still talking about opening day, but he looked he looked opening day he looked good. I'm gonna jump to last, last night's night. game for one quick second. He struck out Napoli on that pitch before, no doubt about it. Yep. I'm not making an excuse for him. And then he left a nice two two splitter up that Napoli smashed. Napoli doesn't hit that home run. We're not talking about Tazawa being We're yeah, not talking no. about Tazawa in the yeah, same way. Yeah, uh, maybe. But if you go, go back to opening day, the Tazawa came in, looked really good. Koji came in, looked really good. That splitter had nice late action on it. He was making everyone look silly. Kimbrel came in, did exactly what I need Craig Kimbrel to do. Come in, exactly. throw hard. Ni- get was he 98? 98, 99. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think he topped out 98. But basically what this Red Sox team is, you just got to hope that the pitchers the can get pitchers through five can get innings, seven, six innings. And then after that, yep. just let – I mean, you can't overuse Tazawa. Tazawa's injury nope. prone. Yuihara, he's – what, 41 years old now? Dude, I think so. Dude, we got to be very delicate with Koji him. could have another all-star season, though. He could, yeah, but, I mean, also, you got to use him in moderation. Because when, when Smith comes back, to, I mean, Koji's going down Carson in the seventh Smith inning. Carson Smith comes back. Carson Smith comes back. It's going to be a very well, different strategy. Because Koji, who is a closer, is going to yeah. move down to the seventh inning, which means all three, seventh, eighth, and ninth inning guys are all basically closers. Closers but on their own. Another thing is, too, is how is Koji going to react to that? 
I mean, you see a lot of you see Dude, a lot he of understa- guys. He understands he can't do it all, like all of but he used to. It's 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 a psychological thing too, though. You got to get into that into that mindset that I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna well, shut that he, door. He was he was never really a big time closer before he came to the Sox. He always was a middle. I but he wasn't that good though. Before he came to the Sox, he was. Eh. Yeah, but but sometimes it has nothing to do with people's talent. It just has to do with where they're playing. And take, I mean, you look at that 2013 World Series team. I mean, they wouldn't win the World Series right now. But it just it that they all just lined up perfectly. And coaches happen to line up perfectly, get going. But I do see what you're saying, where it could affect his mindset. But I think because he's been a middle middle reliever at points in his career, I don't think it'll affect him that much. Worst case scenario, you just flip flop him and Smith. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, next thing I want to talk about is the potent offense the Red Sox got going. I mean, granted, we got it. We also got We got Yeah, we got This was like last year when we were playing the Phillies and Hanley opened up on opening day. Two home runs. Two home runs. Two home runs. Bats had a home run. Oh my God! But so basically, well, the Sox did have a good offense last the, year. The Sox did. Yeah, their offense I think was basically what kept them. I guess you would say in it. I'm using air quotations. You, none of you can see me besides Colin, obviously. Yep. But what I'm taking away from it is our lineup is deeper than it was last year. Mookie Betts is MVP caliber. I mean, he, he's dude all he, over the field. Oh, he's literally your five-tool player besides Mike Trout. Yes. If you're thinking five-tool players in the MLB, you think Mike Trout, and I think Mookie Betts is right there with him. Getting, I mean, he's not Mike Trout yet, but he's getting to that point where he's just as good. Yeah, the only thing I would say is that Trout does have more power. Yo, than oh, yeah, no. But Trout's every once in a while, dude, Betts but gets Trout a nice will... inside pitch. And he and yanks. He, dude, he yanks it for mad power. But, I mean, I look at it, too, as Trout's only a two-hitter out in Los Angeles, I'm pretty sure. Two or Last three, year, yeah. he was only hitting in the two-hole. Might have been the three. He might have gotten moved to the three-hole at the end of the year, but I stopped paying attention, yeah. really, because, I mean, I'm not watching the Angels every day. Yeah. But Games are too late. Um, so... What I took away from it, though, is between the lineup. I mean, Pedroia, his age is starting to really, really show. I, I mean, as much as Josh especially hates to hear it, I think Pedroia's days in Boston are limited. I think if Boston's in a dogfight come the trade deadline, I would not be surprised if you heard his name being floated around. The only thing I'd talks. say about Pedroia, though, is... His leadership presence. Well, his, not only his leadership presence, but he's one of those guys where guys like... Bets, Bogarts are heating up. Ortiz, I think Ortiz is gonna have a good year. He Shaw, feeds off that. Whole, right, Pedroia feeds off that, and he's he's just sneaky, man. He'll if everyone's kind of pushing him off to the side, like, yep, he's only really here he's for leadership and defense. Gap shots, yeah, like, exactly. Oh, whoa, exactly. Pedroia's hitting three fifteen. What? That's that's what I think. That's what could happen, or it could be Betts is the only guy hitting, and so Pedroia, who we expect to be hitting a lot better, isn't. So he's getting a lot more criticism than he should be. But yeah, I mean, we look. We're going through the lineup. Betts obviously hot. I mean, it's going to be very good this year. Um, Pedroia could have a good year. Could, it all depends on injuries. It all depends on how everyone is around him. Bogarts, I think, is going to have a breakout year again. Ortiz, two home runs in two games. He's going to be another 30 home run, 100 RBI guy. He's a 40-year-old. Hanley Ramirez, I was talking to Ryan before we got in here. His swing. It's it, it's a night and day swing. Totally different. I think he's going to be an all – has the potential to be an all-star this year. Travis Shaw, if he can s- – Perf- like not even I don't even need to be an all star, just be better than Pablo. Was. I think Tra- Travis Shaw, I think may be my favorite player on this team. I just I like the way he plays. I like how he was willing to obviously move from first to third. Yep. And well, I he mean was a third he, he was a third baseman in college. I mean, but still, it's been what four or five well, years yeah. since he played in college. Yep. But 
still the fact that he's willing to make that sacrifice, the fact that he comes in day in and day out and he literally just hits missiles. Yes. And, I mean, defensively, I was – my biggest thing is I wanted to see him at third simply for the fact, to me, like seeing guys change positions is the most interesting thing in the world. Well, speaking of changing positions, the next guy in that order, Brock Holt, last night alone in two in- uh, three back innings. Back and forth. Left field to third base, from third base field. back out to left field. That's a perfect I, That's a perfect guy you need. He's some, he was he's something crazy hitting right now, but – but I mean, th- I will. Travis Shaw. He's hitting. I saw. He's one. Hitting, okay, I get it. Two games. He's hitting 500 though with a home run and three RBIs, which means he's just getting the ball and playing. That's exactly. all you need him to do. Swihart, I think could have a breakout year. I mean, I think all these guys that could have a breakout oh, yeah, year. No doubt. But him, I'm just. I just want him to get better defensively. Catches. Yeah. JBJ. Vasquez, Vasquez JBJ just hit 295, Fine. 300. Play good defense. That's all I need from you. Thank you very much. But yeah, no. I mean, Shaw. I was very excited to see how he played defensively at third base. And, I mean, his he's looked so natural over there. He looked completely comfortable. There, it didn't seem out of place. I mean, Hanley, at the beginning of spring training, looked really uncomfortable at first base. Which you'd expect. I think he's still a little uncomfortable at first base. I mean, I could have swore the other day, one of his first ground balls, he stretched the wrong way but i was obviously wrong he stretched correctly with his 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 throwing hand on the bag foot and his glove hand stretched well, out but I, dave o'brien and uh, jay rem were saying if he gets or maybe he's because they go i don't remember what if i was watching or listening but they were saying if he gets 15 20 solid games under him maybe an error or two because the errors are going to happen his confidence level goes way up, exactly. and that's that's all you need for him. It's all about his confidence level. Exactly. If his confidence level's up there, he doesn't have to worry about playing first base. He just gets up there and hits absolute moonshot missiles to the opposite field like he did last night. I'm that happy. Short swing. You're happy. Red Sox Nation's happy. The big thing with Hanley is the fact that last year he had that stupid, stupid leg kick, and his hands were basically they fast, ear they're level. Fast, they're exactly. He doesn't have fast enough hands. So what was happening was is he was getting caught basically he was getting caught basically with his hand in the cookie jar. He'd be sitting dead red on a fastball. You throw him a breaking ball, twelve Couldn't to six. He, he fool this could be. His legs up in the air, he's all his weights back. Next thing you know, his hands and his bat is dipped down and he's basically doing hundred and eighty degrees trying to swing like a golf club. You can't do that. Nope. Not the big league level. Guys will eat you alive. Now he shortened up, and like I said, last night put an absolute missile into the right field bleachers. Opposite field, croaked the ball. I mean, last night, too, it was, what, 6-5? Going into uh, the ninth, socks were down. There was one thing that was, I mean, granted, we had what? It went Pedroia, Ortiz, Ramirez. No, 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 no. It went Betts. No, no, no. Yeah, I can get it. I can get it. No, Pedroia, Bogarts. Ortiz, one, two, three. And, I mean, you'd hope that Pedroia and Bogarts both come up in that situation. Bogarts seems to have been a little bit slow going so far. Yeah, Bogarts has, doesn't have a hit yet. So. Um, but he's got, but a, he's got nice hits. Ortiz, nice Ortiz in that last at-bat was swinging out of his ass. Yeah, but dude, he put a ball opposite the field. That guy made a nice catch. That left no, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And, I mean, when that ball was off the bat, I knew that right away that it wasn't going to be gone. But I didn't expect it to catch and travel as far as it did. I wasn't expecting warning track, that's for sure. No, you're not. But, I mean, David Ortiz, I feel like also everybody isn't really talking about this. I feel like he looks a little heavier than usual. Dude, who cares, dude? If he gets up and puts, puts up 30 and 100, dude, he could gain 10 pounds, I could care less. He's retiring. Put up 30 and 100. He's on pace for what, like 162 home runs? Yep. Yeah. 
He's on pace for 162. I think that'd be a record. I think it might be a record by one or two. I'm not sure. I have to look three. that up. If someone could like let us know what the how many that Connor, be a record by. could you look that up for us real quick? Back in the archive department. If he if Ortiz had 162 home runs and would he beat the record by one or two home runs? We're just not really sure. I can't remember. And if he, what is he on page for RBIs? Like, let's check that uh, out. Real well, quick. he only had one RBI last night, and he has how many does he three have? Three on the season. He's so got three on the season, so he's, he's looking at one and a half a game. So. He's, he's looking probably something. no. He's looking more along the lines of like three twelve ish, three fifteen, two forty, two forty. Oh yeah, no. Okay, yep. Yeah, that that sounds sense. about right. <laughs> that sounds about right. Bad math. Math. But that's okay. Really good math. It's okay. I I think that would be a record too. I think that would be too. Connor, look that one up too. Would he beat the record by like ten or fifteen there? Not really sure. We need, like, a producer set on Connor right now where, like, on 98.5 when Jimmy Stewart chimes in with Felger and Raz, he's just like, no, that was uh, this. And we need that. We need Connor. We need Connor just in the, like, from with New York his City. face inside baseballreference.com. Live from New York City, Connor Grant production. Connor, yeah. get CG, back to us CG for three production. Wow, we're really giving him a nice business venture today. Oh, he missed the questions. Guys, I missed the questions. Would... Um, uh, would I'll ask da- if David Ortiz had 162 home runs this year, how many would he beat the record by? One or two home runs? We're not really sure what. I want to say the record is 163, but I thought it was 160 because Barry Bonds had hit those last three home runs. Oh man! And if he had uh, 240 RBIs, would he beat the record by like 10 or 15 RBIs? Because I think uh, I got a better question. C- wait, because I think Sammy Sosa hit like 250 one year or something. That's like that. right. That's right. <laughs> I think that's right. You're right. <laughs> Uh, I got a question, too. Is Madison Bumgarner on track for 500 career home runs? I can't remember. Oh, he's not going to answer us. That's right. He's not. Because we need, him, we need we to need, get him in a... We need to get him on, like, the line. Yeah. Reminder, text lines are open. Bonds has 700 and... F- that- nah, Connor. Connor. Understand. Over your head. Over your head. Over your head. We'll move on. <laughs> it's weird talking to him and not have him talk back. This is weird. Last <laughs> night's game, Clay Buckles came out with awful in the first inning. Oh Gave my up god! Gave four runs. What was it, Thirty-five pitches. Uh, first inning, something like something crazy like that. The the only thing again, just like Koji, I'm not gonna make an excuse for him. He's looked bad. Do you want one hear, pitch? You want to hear his excuse? one pitch? That's all it was. Yeah, it was um, the rain delay. The ten yeah, minute the, rain delay threw him off. It, it, it as a pitcher, no, no. Listen, listen. As a pitcher, that can throw you off a little bit. But as a number two guy in the MLB, getting paid millions of dollars, 12 minutes, yeah. can't get you back. We got Connor Grant on the line. Connor's got some information for us. Connor, hit us. Uh, no, I don't actually have information on the line, dude. But I was really confused about the question. So the question is, uh, David Ortiz right now, he's on pace for 162 home runs. Uh, How many would that beat the record by, like, in a season? One or two home runs? Because didn't Barry Bonds have, like, 161 years or something like that? Barry Bonds had, like, 72 home runs one year. Like, that's the record. Yeah, like, 160 or something like that, right? No, what? Yeah, wasn't it, like, 160 home runs or something? <laughs> Connor didn't understand the joke. He it's okay. It. Maybe no. next time. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's one pitch. No, yeah, no, I agree. If he doesn't throw that, again, I can't make an excuse for him because... Whatever, because every game it could be one pitch. Yeah. Kluber doesn't give up one pitch to Mookie Betts, it's not a home run. But yeah. one pitch that gives up those three runs. If he doesn't have that, who knows what happens. Maybe he only gives up two runs, he goes in the fifth or sixth inning, and we're talking about a totally different start. 
I'm not totally out on Clay Buckholtz yet. No, I'm not either. Clay Buckholtz, I read on the way. But I he's read. Not out. I read something that actually summed it up perfectly. When Clay Buckholtz is bad, Clay Buckholtz is bad. But when Clay Buckholtz has his stuff going, he's top ten in the MLB. Yes. I mean, think about when 07, when the Red Sox wanted to trade him in a package deal to the Blue Jays for Halliday. I mean, at that time, people thought that he had a lot, a lot of upside. That he was trading him for a future Hall of Famer, Roy Halladay. I mean, Halladay was the best pitcher at that point in time. Well, and Buckle definitely has the potential. To and he's that kind of guy that he come out and he either gives up nine runs or he throws a perfect game. You, yeah. you just don't know what's coming that day. What I was honestly most impressed about, though, during that game was, besides the offense on the defensive side here, is the bullpen looked pretty good. Uh, Noe Ramirez came in um, an inning and a third, gave up one earned run on a deep, deep fly ball where if, that's, if it's not – Windy as heck out there. That run doesn't score because Jackie Bradley throws him out. No, yeah, I agree. Robbie Ross came in two-thirds an inning, did his job. Tozawa, I said this before, he struck out Mike Napoli the pitch before, didn't get called, uh, then leaves a 2-2 changeup, a little bit two up. Like Napoli always does with pitches two up. Croaks went out of the park. And then Matt Barnes came in. I thought Matt Barnes looked real good, inning in two-thirds, uh, one hit, two strikeouts, one walk, no runs. I um, agree. And again... One, two pitches, I think, make up this game. Buckholtz threw a home run. Yep. Tazawa's shot to Napoli. I mean, besides that, obviously, Hein like Connor always Connor's favorite saying, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and it's true, hundred percent true. Connor's but favorite saying is playing devil's advocate. No, hindsight's always twenty twenty is his favorite saying. Because I always look back on things and talk about them. But Connor, what's your favorite saying? Text oh, it into us. Wait. But I was impressed with the bullpen, to be honest. Like, yes, Tazawa took the loss. Yes, Tazawa can't throw every day, but right now Tazawa's gonna have to shoulder some of that. And I was impressed with him yesterday or two days ago. So we'll see yeah, what no, he I has agree. going forward. Like I said earlier, to the offense got down early, but they came back. Ortiz, Hanley, back-to-back home runs. Jackie Bradley's getting on base. Betts put the ball in play. Oh, it is Devil's Advocate. Booyah! Dang. Thanks for picking my side one time. Connor, you're never allowed back in the radio. But I do say hindsight a lot. Knew it. Got it. Uh, but So how do we take the show over? Real question. How do we take this over? Yeah. We hide this key right here. But the other kids need it. Let's make our own copy. No. Okay. We can figure it out. We're business majors. We'll arrange. Uh, hold on. Josh, you're about 22 minutes late. I know you Twitter can't hear this. Dot uh, but oh. Brock Holt last night at home run, he smashed that thing. Oh, my God, yeah. I love when Brock Holt does well. I mean, I still – I can't believe that Brock Holt, when he was with the Pirates, had no fit. It's To me, I still don't understand that because I feel like he'd be the perfect guy on that Pittsburgh Pirates team right now. Yes, but at the same time, when he was coming up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I do, I do not know. Do not know either, but um, I just wanted to say on one other thing. Joe Kelly get the ball tonight. It's supposed to also snow in Cleveland. Not probably Let's not going to happen. Go, Joe. I'm rooting for you, buddy. Joe, I know you're listening right now in the in the Red Sox clubhouse. Fun fact: Joe Kelly tweeted at me once, said thank you for believing in me. I didn't wake up till the next day. I fainted that hard. I I, I think, yeah. Josh wants a quick shout out. Josh, here it is. You looked great in intermediate microeconomics this morning at 8 a.m. I don't know how you do it. You rolled out of bed. You looked pretty. Props to you. Also, if you're in the market for bikes, Ideal Wheels is the place to go. 
We it's have... your ideal place for your wheels. If you're interested, contact their chief marketing officer, uh, Joshua Weinman. Joshua Joseph Weinman. Uh, J Wine four seven two at mail Your place for bikes. We got five minutes left. Uh, any kind of wrap up comments you want to make here? Uh Real quick about the Bruins, very disappointed. Uh, basically, the Bruins had a must-win game against the Carolina Hurricanes. They blew it terribly. They had two chances to win by forcing it to three-on-three overtime and then going to a shootout. And basically, not an ideal situation. Um, so what basically is going on is the Bruins play tonight against the Detroit Red Wings tune in to Nesson Plus very very controversial decision there by putting a very crucial Bruins game on Nesson Plus and not Nesson dude the Red Sox are playing but right. it's the Bruins dude, it's, it's playoff the, it's season the Red Sox. it's playoff season dude it's the Red playoffs. Sox it's Red Sox baseball season Um, so basically tune in if you're a Bruins fan Uh, it's going to be a big one uh, I don't know what you have to say about the Bruins. Do you think that Claude Julien should be fired at the end of the year if they don't make it? Um, I pay attention to hockey and basketball only after football ends. Uh, I pay attention to basketball still, but now that baseball season's up, I do not pay attention to hockey because the Bruins are not looking good. So Claude just Julien. give me a hot take. Give me a hot take. Claude Julien should get fired. Why? They, if they miss the playoffs, he should get fired. They've missed the playoffs a few times. Yeah, exactly. So it's not just a one-off season. What if I drop some knowledge on you right now? Hit me. He's the single winningest head coach of all time in Bruins history. Okay. He brought back the Stanley Cup after 35, 25 so, okay, years. Okay, Rivers, Doc Rivers won the championship with the Celtics. They started tanking a little bit. They did to rebuild. Bruins need to rebuild. They're too old, and they can't do it. Who's too old? Char is too old. Char looks like crap on the ice. You can't get anything for him. Exactly. So get rid of him. Get a new guy in. Trade him for a couple picks, a prospect. I don't care. There is a team that would could use Char in a Let's bring in play. Jack Eichel, pride of Chelmsford. North Chelmsford. North, North Chelmsford. Chelmsford. Um, Just like, where are you from? North Andover? No, I am, Is that from, right? I am from Andover. You <laughs> did not mess that up. Um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. NCAA basketball. You don't know anything about basketball, so this is useless. Um, are we going to talk NCAA tournament? Yeah, we are. Because I my pick was very, very off. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in one second. Just quick, quick shout-out to Colleen C. Money Martin. She came in third. Connors didn't think she'd do well at all. Props to you there. Uh... For those that don't know who Colleen is, she's basically mom. Yeah, she's college mom. She's a bro. She's also my girlfriend. So I, 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 yeah, that. I don't know if you should be calling her bro of all people. Yeah, I had to kind of. I feel like cover that one <laughs> a little bit. But I feel okay. like I feel like Connor especially should be saying bro. Wait, what? Connor wants me to say that he came in first. Oh, we held a Yahoo bracket tournament between us four. Josh being the fourth, obviously. No, Josh didn't do it. We had a Josh did it. No. Josh did it? No, he didn't. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Johnny Fritz did it. Johnny Fritz didn't pick any picks. <laughs> but quickly, wait, wait, one more thing. Colleen also won the, our women's bracket I had with some other friends. So I don't know did what she's... Did she pick UConn? That's all you're supposed to do. That's all you pick is UConn. Right, does it? but she still won. Props. I gotta, Junior, I, should I gotta Gino, learn, I gotta should Gino go tips. to the men's game? No, dude, he's perfect in the women's game. Dude, he's going to win 20 in a row. But who would you pick? Who is your who is your, who is is your your original winner? My... Finals matchup was the University of Kansas, which isn't unrealistic. That's not unrealistic. Yeah, no, that's, give that's me that okay. to me. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Against uh, Iowa State. 
That's unrealistic. Okay, you I know why I picked that? I don't know anything about college basketball. George Two CIA. kids I went to school yeah. with both go to both schools. So I, <laughs> I originally had Michigan State, um, which not an unrealistic pick. They just got bounced early. That weirdly came through clear. I know. <laughs> and I also had Oklahoma, which looked real good going up to it, but Villanova heated up. Archer Diakono from Villanova came in real hot to that game, lit him up, destroyed him like 50. And then that game against UNC was incredible. Incre- like, Drew got mad at me because I was going, like, halftime, I decided I was going to watch the Angels-Cubs game. He wanted to watch halftime because he thought it would be more entertaining than baseball. So there's two minutes left. What? There's two minutes left. What? Wait, wait, it gets better. There's two minutes left, and he's asleep. He didn't see the Marcus Page or the Villanova shot. I thought you were going to say had something to, like you put on I had golf. To, I had to cheer in silence. And so I was like, Drew, Drew, are you awake? And he, I was like, he was like, yeah, I was like, they just had a Mario Chalmers type shot, and he like rolled over and watched it, and then went back to bed. Dude, the ball. First of all, when Marcus what? when Marcus Page hit that shot, I was like, what? Like this is easy, one of the best games in NCAA yeah. history. And then they came up and it, that shot with four. Oh man, Aye, what a oy, game! That's oy, why I love NCAA sports. Oy, vey. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, looking. I believe the Sox go to they go up to Toronto. Toronto, and then they come home on Monday. Everybody, give me your give me uh tonight. We got a minute left. Tonight they win. Pick. Joe Kelly's on the mound. Okay, so they go into Toronto two and one. What do they leave Toronto? Two. Uh, they leave Toronto taking two from Toronto. You take, do you think they take two out of three? I think I agree. I think they take two out of three. Um, we actually won't be back on until after Red Sox opening day. They who do they play opening day? Real quick, got the Orioles. Uh, Let's look that up. I got that right here. Hold on. It's loading. Internet's slow. I think they're it's the, the Orioles. Orioles. You are right. I so basically what right now is going to make or break, I guess you could say, my pick for the Red Sox quick roadie to Toronto is tonight's weather in Cleveland. Uh, if the rain does not hold off and the game is canceled in Cleveland, David Price's start on Sunday at Toronto is going to be pushed back to home Monday opener. as the home opener. So I think if that's the case, they only win one in Toronto. But as of right now, I think they win two. Um, and David Price opening up in Fenway would be a dream. So hope for rain. If you have tickets to the game, I'm jealous. And you better pray for rain too if you want to see a show. Uh, or else you're going to see Clay Buckholz. Exactly. So that does it for us. Again, Boston Bias with, your, to with you. your greatest co-host, Ryan White, Colin Flynn, brought to you by Standing Room Only Sports. We're going to work on a slogan for you, Connor. Uh, so also, that, he, that's was, it. he was supposed to say, also brought to you by Ideal Wheels. We got the Ideal Wheels for you. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week, same time. In Bill We Trust.